back to the Grower Radio Network. I'm Matt McClellan, and my guest today on the podcast is Sam McCoy with the Perennial Patent Company. Welcome, Sam. Good to be with you, Matt. Thanks. And Sam is a registered patent agent with the USPTO, and he's been assisting plant breeders for the last decade. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about patents, and Sam has a... Uh, a few topics of uh, for discussion here that we wanted to talk about. Mainly, the uh, the initial question of should I patent? If you have a plant that you are thinking about making that step with, there are some considerations. Uh, Sam, what are some of the questions that a breeder should ask himself or herself about a plant and when they're trying to make that decision? Well, I think. Uh the, the first question, which is, is sometimes overlooked or taken for granted, uh, is, you know, I, I, I'm a breeder or, you know, I'm a nurseryman who has discovered a new plant thinking about a patent, um, but, but more to the point, is, is this plant even eligible for, for a, a patent, um, I guess, in the eyes of the, the U.S. Patent Office? Uh, and um, the, the Patent Office is uh, fairly explicit in this regard. Um, as to their definition of what is and what is not eligible. Um, a couple of uh, basic things, really. Um, the, the first is is a question that I often get from guys when they call me, and they say, well, hey, look, you know, I own a 30-acre nursery over here in central Mississippi, and I've discovered a new lantana. Um, it was, you know, just a sport growing off of a common variety here in my nursery, but I didn't actually... Um, you know, do any sort of controlled pollination or selective breeding. I, I just discovered this mutation. Um, you know, I don't know if that is, um, you know, considered a, a bred plant or not. Um, and it is, actually, in the eyes of the patent office, that is considered a, um, a um, newly uh, developed plant. Um, so by definition, um, any plant that has uh, been developed or discovered uh, in a cultivated area is eligible for a patent, and, and that's the important part is that it came from a cultivated area. Um, that means you can't uh, have uh, just been driving down the highway and seen a planting uh, in a streetscape and said, hey, look, that's something different. I'm going to grab that and take it back to my nursery and pot it up and then try and get a, a patent. That is That would not be eligible. So um, any plant developed or discovered in a cultivated area is eligible. Um, that plant must have been asexually reproduced, and the uh, the clones, if you will, the cuttings, let's say, that you take and replant, um, need to be true to type to that originally discovered or developed plant. So um, then that gives us a few criteria. Um, must have been discovered or developed in a cultivated area, must be asexually reproduced, and must be true to type when asexually reproduced. Um, there are um, just a couple of other, I'm going to say, insignificant requirements as far as the type of plant that is eligible. Um, really, any type of plant that can be asexually reproduced with the exclusion of tuberous plants, and specifically there we're talking about potatoes, and I won't really get into the reason why that is, but basically any plant that can be reproduced asexually is eligible with the exclusion of um, tuberous plants. Uh, outside of that, um, it really comes down to, um, you know, how you've handled this newly developed or discovered plant since it was uh, discovered. Um, and since the America Invents Act of 2011, which brought about 
the greatest uh, changes to patent law in the last 50 years. Since that time, um, some of the requirements for eligibility have changed, and the biggest is that the Patent Office now says if you have at any point in time publicly disclosed your plant, whether it be you know here in the United States or anywhere else in the world, you are ineligible for a patent. So if you have a new plant and you took it to a trade show last spring, or you put it in your catalog that came out last month, or you offered it to, for sale to one of your customers yesterday, all of those instances would constitute what uh, the technical term the PTO uses is um, a public disclosure. Um, and so any of those, or, or um, use your imagination there, um, any time that you've shown your new plant without the um, assumption of confidentiality, uh, would be considered a public disclosure, and in the eyes of the patent office, they say, "Guess what? Your patent, your plant, rather, is is no longer eligible." Um, there, uh, there, there is an exception to that rule. We won't get into that um, here and today, just uh, in the interest of staying on topic. But um, the takeaway there is, you do not want to show your plant. Um, to anyone or in any way publicly disclose it if you have intentions of p filing a patent application. So if you've done that, um, back to our question of is my plant eligible, if you've done that, um, there's a good possibility that no, uh, you're, you're, you've missed the window there. Uh, again, there are some exceptions um, that would allow you to take advantage of what is known as the one-year grace period. In other words, if that public disclosure was made within the last year, there are some instances where you can petition to take advantage of that one-year grace period and, and still be eligible for a patent. But um, these changes to patent law are so new um, that when you talk to anyone at the patent office, I'll say off the record, they, they're saying, look, you know, this is still so new and fresh to us. We're not really sure how we're supposed to implement the, this law. So tell any of your clients or potential clients that it's better for them to play it safe and do not disclose it prior to filing. So, um, so yeah, that, that's the short on that. Um, if you've shown it to anyone, offered it for sale, shown it at a trade show, put it in a catalog prior to filing, there's a good chance you're no longer eligible. Uh, so that's, um, th those are some of the basic requirements. Um, so if you've asked yourself all of those questions and, and the answer is, Yes, it was discovered in a cultivated area. Yes, I have um, taken cuttings and they are true to type. No, I have not publicly disclosed it anywhere. Then great, you, you are, the plant is at least eligible for a patent. Stay tuned for the next podcast in our Patents 101 series. Now that we know if our plant is eligible, the next step is to find out whether or not it is worth taking the time and money to patent. That's what we'll cover next time. Thanks again for listening.